0: Hey out there to all people, and criminally negligent directors, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that chugs cat hairball water by the gallon, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. It gives it a really nice flavor, you know? I'll take your word for it. <laughs> all right. And joining us again today to finish out this, this, whatever you want to call it. Extravaganza? Uh, <laughs> yes. It's it's quite an epic. Troy. Troy's back with us. How are you doing, Troy? Uh, I am here. Yep. Present. Okay. Yeah. All right. The game's back together. Sweet cat water.
1: <laughs> oh, dude. So good. You can make it at home, really, if you have a cat. I do have cats.
2: Whoa. What's the recipe?
1: <laughs> Dash a cat hair in a bottle of water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fortunately, they're all shorn. Oh, no. Well,
1: I'll just mail you some, dude. No worries. I got you. I think that's illegal yeah
2: what is it that, that's not illegal <laughs> no
1: whatever you can, brandon you can ship cat
0: hair all over the world
1: you know what brandon i can't wait for you to get your christmas card now there's gonna be a little
0: present in there for you Ooh, <laughs> i cannot <laughs> wait oh so what's been going on in the last week anything interesting anybody got anything because uh, i have nothing anybody, I don't anybody even, got any interesting stuff i don't even remember if i was awake this last week hmm it feels like we just recorded the last one.
2: Like you asked me, another hurricane came, but it it didn't hit me, so that was good. Nice. That is good.
1: Hurricanes are the worst. I hate hurricanes. Tornadoes are worse. Well, I'm in this this crazy state up north where I don't have to worry about nothing except for snow sometimes, but eh, whatever. I can deal with it. Oh, there's tornadoes there. Yeah, rarely.
2: I've never seen one. If you've never seen it, then it doesn't exist.
1: (laughs) Exactly, right? Out of sight, out of mind. Other people's problems. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah so troy this is the first time we've ever had somebody on for a two-parter this is like a up all night first how
2: do you feel it's true how does it make you feel oh i'm just really glad to be here um <laughs> i got up it it at quite an like, honor. F- 550 and turned <laughs> my computer on and it was like oh we're gonna update and it took it took like twenty minutes to update, so I was just like, oh, that's
1: great. I also woke up and uh I leave my computer on because like I like to have my tabs open in a certain order, and when you close down the computer, like they all like go away, so I woke up and my computer had decided to restart in the middle of the night, so I had to scramble to open up all the shit that I got to open up., Ugh, so annoying,
0: you know Cortland, are you one of those people who has like seventy tabs? <laughs> I wouldn't say seventy, I have probably like seven. <laughs>
2: Okay. You don't have to say it if you don't want to, but how many of them would be embarrassing if you uh, saw what they were?
1: I open up my email tab first for the podcast, then I open up TweetDeck, then I open up Anchor, where we have the podcast platform. I have the Patreon page open up, and then everything else is just, like, whatever I'm oh. doing at the time. Yeah, everything else is Pornhub, so... <laughs> <laughs> I have like eight of those up. <laughs> Well, it takes a lot of time to find the right, right little video there. A lot um, I mean, of sub right. out there. <laughs> Usually I have the IMDB page pulled up of the episode we're covering, um, the, the drive link so that I can grab the audio clips from Brandon, and then everything else is like, oh, you know, YouTube and Twitch and whatever else I'm doing. Speaking about Twitch, uh, I played the Goosebumps game on Twitch the other night on what was it, Thursday night. How was it? Uh, it was fine. It was good. It when was did point, that game come game. out? Is it? Is that, like,
0: a more recent one? Yeah, 2015 is when it came out. Okay, so so it doesn't have that, like, uh, charming 90s cheese that the Are You Afraid of the Dark game gave us. No, it's not
1: like the Are You Afraid of the Dark game, where they just, like, took pictures of a place and <laughs> slapped it into the game. The best they could do in 1995. And that, it was glorious. I have to say, so I died so many fucking times in this game, because it is hard. In Goosebumps. In Goosebumps, there's I There's a fail state. There's so many, like... I fell down a hole and died, I drank prune juice and died, I got smashed by a wall, I got hold zapped on, by an on. annihilating robot. <laughs> what,
0: what? I'm gonna stop you. Okay. How do you die drinking prune juice?
1: Uh, I think you know why. Aunt Dahlia gave it to me. First I smooched on oh, the cheek, okay. and then she gave me prune juice, and I was like, yeah, I'll drink it. <laughs> I
0: died. Alright, so it's like based on actual Goosebumps lore. Yeah, it's got a lot of like Goosebumps
1: stuff in okay. it. Okay, well that's cool. <laughs> yeah the beast from the east killed me he ripped off my arms i think i
2: remember him right <laughs> knowledge of the series isn't even helpful
1: no like so spoilers for the game like the way that i got rid of the beast from the east is i used the shrunken head on it and i'm just like how would a child Wait, know any of this there's the puzzles are, are more kind of like that like how would a child ever know Okay, this?
0: well i'm a grown-ass man and there's no way i would know that
1: I had to develop a, a photograph, right, and the way you do it is you, like, take some tongs and you dip the picture in one of these buckets, and then you have to wait a full minute before you can pick the picture back up and put it in another bucket, and I'm like, what kind of kid knows that you have to wait a whole fucking minute to develop a picture? It made no fucking are sense. You,
0: are you developing the photo from an already printed photograph? I don't remember. It was, like, a negative, and I was turning it into a positive. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was um it was hard, is what I'm saying. It was a tough game. I'm not done with it yet though, so there's gonna be a part two of that shit. Cool. <laughs> games have a time
2: lapse like element.
1: Yeah, me too. It's
2: dumb. I don't know if you're doing it right or not.
1: I will say though, the game has like other ways around things, like if you know what you're doing, and obviously I don't know what I'm doing, so I had to go the slow way around everything. Like the speed run for this game is like seven minutes long. So it's not like oh, damn. You you can bust through this game, but I don't know how to do that. So, I did You can just go go right to the end and fight Arlstein, skipping all the other stuff. Pretty much, yeah. It's an epic boss battle. Is it
2: real Arlstein or Jack Black?
1: I don't know. When did the Goosebumps movie come out?
0: I think it would be easier to get Jack Black than the real Arlstein. Oh, uh, it was budget wise.
1: Um, I know that there's another Goosebumps game on Steam and that one I I looked at a little video of it and it definitely has Jack Black in it. Oh. But I think that this one is a Jack Black version of Arlstein, too.
0: That's fun. I can't wait to play it. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's just finish this shit and then get started right into Goosebumps the game. All right. Let's do it. All right. So we're here to talk about Cry of the Cat Part 2. Troy, I'm going to ask you first again, what did you think of this part? Did it live up to the hype? Did it answer all the questions that were set up in Part 1? What do you think?
2: It it didn't make any fucking sense.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was... I was
2: confused uh, watching it the whole way through well not confused as in i couldn't follow the plot confused as why was it happening
0: yeah like why was it
2: written this way there were choices made i don't know why they made any of these choices (laughs) this episode's
1: fucking crazy did you like it Cortland? uh yeah i think i did it was all right I don't even know, Brandon. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kind of already forgot most of the things except the end of this episode. The end is great, and I can't wait to talk
1: about that part, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot of like exposition
0: and just weirdness. This episode's fucking weird. I don't weird. think this needed to be a two-parter. They could have gotten this down to 22 minutes. I think they could have too. Only would have lost
2: all the good stuff. <laughs> like if you cut it, if you cut it down to one episode, you would have had to lost like Larry the director mm-hmm. and pretty much everything on the movie set because the whole movie set doesn't matter. No, in the end, no,
0: it doesn't. But we, did we really need like five scenes of Larry being like Ugh, this? The actors, am I right?
1: Well, I will say it does pay off a little bit, and probably one of the most hilarious things about this episode. I, I don't know.
0: One of the many hilarious things.
1: Yeah. And then, guys, the effects in this episode. Wow. Right? Like, the practical effects in this one?
2: Crazy. Wow Wow. is a word.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, man. All right. I I just want to talk about it. (laughs) Let's just talk about it. Let's start from the beginning of the middle of part two. Okay, so this one begins where the last one left off, but only after an incredibly long recap of the first part. Yeah, we should have just it's, watched that. <laughs> yeah, it's like two and a half minutes out of the 21-minute runtime of this episode. Just going over everything that happened in the first part, which wasn't really that much. There's some filler in the recap. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it hits all the story beats, and it gives us the filler and drama and stuff. And uh, yeah,
0: we could have just watched that and then done the podcast episode last week. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah, we're back where we were last time. Allison is... On top of a giant scaffold with a movie set window. And she jumps off of it. Everybody just kind of watches without really trying to do anything about it. But yeah. Allison just sort of floats down kind of slowly. And she lands on all fours.
2: What a horrible cliffhanger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last right? week
2: we were left worrying what's going to happen if she falls. And this week it goes, uh, she just, she'll just land.
1: Yep, she just lands on her feet like a kitty cat. You waited a whole week to see this. I just love when she just like flows down (laughs) from the scaffolding. It looks so silly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's great. I'm glad she's fine because that looks like a dangerous
0: stunt, but she's fine. Yeah. By all means, she should be dead, and this production should be shut down, and everybody in jail. But it continues. Allison kind of collapses onto the ground after she lands gently. And only then does anybody spring into action and someone yells for someone else to call an ambulance. (laughs) They don't give a
1: fuck. Like like you do. Oh my god. They're not like, Allison, please, no, you have so much to live for. They're just like, what's she gonna do? And then she jumps (laughs) and lands on her feet and stuff.
0: Then Allison starts getting back up. We hear her bones cracking and mewling sounds as she sits up. Then she looks around and asks,
1: Why is everybody looking at
0: me? How did I get down here? And everybody looks around like, Oh shit, this chick has lost it. And, you know, we should have done something about it, but no, they don't. We cut to an establishing shot of St. Thomas Fellinus Hospital. So a cat hospital. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, it's, it's a human hospital. Uh-huh. But it's just St. Thomas Fellinus. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. it's a vet
0: hospital (laughs) (laughs) the crew couldn't even afford to take her to a hospital she goes to the vet (laughs) (laughs) they really don't care about their actors inside a doctor is looking at an x-ray and he says i don't understand it according to every law of physical science you should have at least 10 broken bones But there's nothing wrong with you. I can't even find a bruise.
1: Now, there was this woman, I don't know when it was, it was probably like the 70s or something, and she fell out of an airplane, and she landed, and she was fine. Do you guys ever hear about that story? I I did hear about it, yeah. Yeah.
2: Similar things, yeah.
1: Not like that's, like, common
2: or anything, but that that makes less sense than this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she fell from scaffolding, but it was like...
1: Not that high up. <laughs> I mean, I would have died, but I'm an old man, so.
2: Like this is a fucking miracle. No human being on Earth. <laughs> you'd be, you'd be a pancake right now. He's like, not even
1: that woman that fell out of the plane would have survived
2: this. <laughs> it would have destroyed Superman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, this guy knows all the laws of physical science. He's, he's. If he doctor. says it's okay? impossible. It's impossible. He checked the book. This guy knows it's shit. He looked at an x-ray. Allison is like, ooh, so can I get out of here? But then the nurse jabs her with something. Oh, my God. Ryan, smart. who's there in the room for some reason, dressed like awesome the Fonz, yeah. <laughs> tells her, just rest. <laughs> Allison is like, no, I don't want to rest. I want to go. But then the drugs start kicking in. Oh my her god! Her vision starts dancing as her agent tells her, I called your mom at the spa, and she's going to come here just as soon as the mud mask's off. Oh, my God. So, this is incredibly illegal. (laughs) You can't just
1: sedate somebody out of nowhere like that. You can't do that. No. Oh, my God.
2: You probably got permission from her underage (laughs) co-star.
1: Right,
0: right. The the director was just like, sedate her. Just do it.
1: Like, what?
0: It's a vet hospital. You can do whatever you want. The patients can't (laughs) say anything. Oh my
1: god. It did remind me a little bit of Nightmare on Elm Street where they like sedate Nancy, but I thought it was going to go further into Nightmare on Elm Street. Like this episode and the previous episode would just be homages to old horror movies, but not really. That's not really what happened. Would
0: have been great. Yeah. That would have been, but it's just a coincidence.
2: I thought, like, okay, we've got this whole new set, they've introduced mm-hmm. a doctor. I thought this was going to be primarily at the hospital. I did too. So like, like a it Halloween 2 type thing.
1: I was kind of gearing towards that too. I was excited. Like, okay, this makes sense. This is why it's
2: a two-parter. We've got the first half on the soundstage, second half the hospital.
0: Cool. Hospitals are a great place for horror. Oh, yeah. They're so spooky. They're expensive too. Well, Brandon wouldn't have to know about that. No. It's free, guys. Mm -hmm. we do get a little peek into uh allison's like family life here so her mom's like just chilling at the spa and is like oh my daughter by all laws of physical science should be dead well that'll that'll have to wait i have a mud mask on guys i can't leave so nobody cares about her no and they say
1: like oh mom will be here soon spoilers she does not show up in this episode And, and time passes like it The next scene is that night, and I was like, oh, the mom's going to be there, like, watching over her daughter because she loves her. But no. No. (laughs) Allison has no mom. Yeah,
0: right. She was like, like, oh, good? Yes. Allison's drugged up, and she's like, all right, you good. (laughs) Allison starts drifting to sleep, saying, no, Rip will get me. Don't let him get me. Later that night, Allison is asleep in her hospital bed. At the window, we see the silhouette of the Rip puppet through the curtains. It claws its way in, and then we see its paws as it makes its way across Allison's body toward her face. Once it gets there, it raises a paw ready to strike.
2: That would have been a better cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you're absolutely right.
2: You could have just done the quick fall without all that buildup. Gone to the hospital, and bam, cliffhanger rips in the hospital.
0: Yeah, you're right. That would have been nice. And then we would have started this episode and immediately resolved to that cliffhanger. because allison who is only pretending to sleep gets up and smacks the shit out of rip with a bedpan Must have a high morphine tolerance
1: (laughs) yeah where'd she get that bedpan like she has no reason to have a bedpan no they weren't like oh put the bedpan in this this room for this teenage girl she's definitely gonna need it like no well the mom probably (laughs)
0: brought it from home for
2: her it's her security (laughs) bedpan
0: (laughs) Allison jumps out of bed and looks toward the other side of the room where Rip flew, but there's nothing there now. So she says to herself, it was just a dream, a bad dream. But you can hear growling, and she looks at the window, which has a fly screen torn open by some kind of claw. Sort of Rip-like claw, yes. Who's to say? (laughs) We cut to some other part of the hospital. A nurse hands a folder to Allison's doctor, and he opens it and says, There must be some kind of mistake. This is impossible. He picks up a phone and says, Get me the lab. The nurse walks off and walks right past Allison, who is crouching against the wall like she's in Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's snuck out of her room and is super stealthy now, apparently. Yeah. Like a cat thief.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) cat burglar, I mean, that's the term. Cat
0: thief? That sounds right. A cat intruder of sorts. But as the nurse walks away, she starts sneezing. She says, That's funny. The only thing I'm allergic to is cat hair.
1: Yeah, you can't sneeze without being allergic to something. No. This lady, she inhales pepper, but when a cat walks her away, oof, she's
0: out of control. The lab picks up the phone finally, and the doctor tells them that he has the results back for Allison Rogers, and there must be some kind of mistake. The lab technician takes offense to this, and the doctor assures her, That she's very competent at her job, but it appears as if she tested cat blood instead of people blood.
2: Yeah, I look, I know that you are competent. (laughs) We know you're good at your job. Blood the wrong species. But this is cat blood. (laughs) And at this point, I'm thinking, surely this doctor who's been introduced and has all these lines in the first two scenes and is going to look into the blood is going to be in this episode more and help help solve the problem, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Except for that's how script writing works.
2: <laughs> we'll <laughs> never see him again. <laughs> no, nope, he's
0: gone. He's he's done. Yeah, Allison hears all this interesting stuff about cat and people blood and she just kind of sneaks away. Uh and I guess she runs all the way to Crystal's house. Yep, instead of going home. Cuz that's where she ends up. Instead of going home with her mom, she goes to Crystal's house. Well, I don't blame her for not going home. It's probably a nightmare there. She doesn't have a mom anyway. It was all a lie. <laughs> mom, the mom changed the locks. She knocks on the door, and no one answers. But the door opens, so she lets herself in. She calls out for Crystal, but nobody responds. She yells out, I'm not leaving until I talk to you, which is how you get shot.
1: What time was it? Hold on, let me look at the clock, because I think it
0: shows a clock at one point. It's 1230 in the morning right now. <laughs> Jesus. And she's just breaking and entering. Yeah. There's nobody there, so she just starts snooping around. She finds framed photos of a couple of scientist-looking people holding awards and stuff, and she finds a scrapbook with newspaper clippings with headlines like, Bioengineer makes a great strands in viral research, and Cats provide clue to flu.
2: This woman definitely works at the hospital. (laughs) That's why we saw the hospital and the doctors. Yeah, all that's why this whole thing is going
0: end up a giant battle on the hospital roof, of course. She turns the page and sees another headline, Animal Testing Banned at University, Programs Cut. Suddenly, Crystal appears and is like, I knew you'd be back. Allison wants to know what's happening to her, and Crystal says, He scratched you, didn't he? It's what he does. Allison points to the scrapbooks and says, This is your mother, isn't it? She's a scientist. Let me talk to her. She must know what's going on. Crystal says no, because her mom doesn't like to talk to people. Nobody does. And Allison demands demands that Crystal ask for her then. How Rip can be hit by a bike, have a cupboard fall on him, and fall from a window and still keep coming back. Crystal considers this for a second and then says, that's three. That means he's used up eight lives. Oh, boy. Here we go. Allison is like, say what? And Crystal tells her, you have to be careful. Stay away from him, and whatever you do, don't get scratched again. Allison asks why, which is a dumb question.
2: Why should the monster scratch me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Crystal tells her Rip is desperate now because he's only got one life left, and he won't stop until he has Allison's life. Allison says,
2: This is crazy. Well, isn't every living creature desperate because it only has one life?
0: I've been desperate yes. for the past 33 years. <laughs> Allison says, This is crazy. Why does this cat want me? And Crystal tells her, He doesn't want you. What? He wants your life force. Oh, okay. No one wants Allison. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's not an ordinary cat, she says, but he still had nine lives. Now he's almost run out of them. Every time he scratches you, a bit of your life goes into him, and a bit of him goes into you. I like cool. how this whole thing okay. just kind of rests on, like, the the understanding that cats have nine lives. Like, it's not just something people say. It's just like, well, you know cats have nine lives, right? Well, Rip's almost out of them. And
2: why is he, Rip is wasting his lives trying to get Allison's life force?
0: Yeah, he could have just not done anything and had all these lives. Why doesn't he just scratch everybody?
1: You know, Why does it have to be Allison? Uh...
2: The... I don't know, dude.
1: <laughs> like, Rip should just be out there purring his way into all these houses and scratching people. I guess this cat isn't that smart.
2: Okay, all right. Or the scriptwriter wasn't. <laughs>
1: Look, I haven't read Cry of the Cat, but I can only imagine that this is based incredibly tightly around the book, right? Oh, I'm sure it is.
2: I looked up the Wikipedia
1: thing on the book. And you were astonished how close it was? No, like, they're not even
0: actors on a movie set. Oh, oh my what? goodness, That's okay. the whole thing <laughs> <of> this episode. <laughs> oh boy, okay. <laughs> oh wow. Is this a Ron Oliver joint? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, okay.
2: The movie set is the best part.
0: It is. I, I agree. He definitely read the book and was like, "This is shit. I gotta, I gotta do something about this. You gotta fix this R.L. Alstein catastrophe." I'll just take out all the scenes at the hospital, only leave a couple in there. Allison goes, "Oh, is that why I'm eating raw fish?" And Crystal is like, "Yep." And the more he scratches you, the worse it'll get. Like any monster. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like she says, like a little bit. ...of your his life goes into you, but also the other way around. So does Rip, like, start doing people things? He starts collecting mice, yeah. Does he just start, like, riding a bike and then be like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah. He I also can't so. remember his lines. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to program a VCR, and he's like, wait, I'm a cat. Tries to spend time with his mom, but she's unavailable. Allison asks how to stop him. Crystal says that she doesn't know how, because her and her mom tried... But Rip just kept coming back, which, you know, if they knew, like, the whole nine lives thing, just keep killing him? They stopped at five. Yeah, they were like, too much. All right, we're done. (laughs) He doesn't seem that strong. He seems about as strong as a normal cat, so I don't know. Doesn't seem like it would be that hard to just kill him a couple more times.
2: We've done five ninths of the job (laughs) to kill
0: him. Now we're done. We're all out of ideas. Allison says, You said he was desperate. That means I have to get him before he gets me. Gotta him before he gets me. Yep. <laughs> Allison supposes Rip must have a hiding place, somewhere he goes between lives. And she reckons it would be somewhere he remembers from his first life or the first time he died. Mm-hmm. Which is a mm-hmm. lot of assumptions, but. Yes, but... very many. I love
2: it. Love in supernatural stories when characters just decide they know the rules (laughs) that's my favorite part i think yeah oh a supernatural cat i know exactly how this works (laughs)
0: god it's great and she's right she asks crystal where she buried rip the first time and crystal says up on the hill at the pet graveyard allison goes oh no we're shooting there tonight
1: Hey there everybody, Cortland here, your good buddy and your cat-possessed co-star. Thank you for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got, we're just so thankful for you spending some time with us. We are wrapping up Season 4 this week on Saturday, so if you have any questions for us at all, please get them in. You can message me on Twitter at island or on Instagram at UpAllNightPodcast, or you can email the questions directly to me at PrivateIslandPresents at gmail.com. If you'd like to show your support, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month over at patreoncom private island. We got plenty of tiers with unique rewards like early release episodes, bloopers, video episodes, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons the Bronze Beth, Venice Witch, Tristan, Redemption, Preston, Lyle, and Eddie, the Silver Goths, Steven, Mr. Normal, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Day, Sarah, Matthew, Faith, Christy, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. We are quickly approaching our first 100,000 downloads, and I'd like to do a big giveaway once we get there. Now, we always appreciate every single listen to our show, and if you'd like to help us grow, the best way is word of mouth. So telling a friend about our show would mean the world to us. For all the links to our socials and more, take a look at the episode description. If you ever want to hang out with me live, I do stream on Twitch, that's twitch.tv slash privateislandsea, where I play some video games and I interact with you. Of course, I also do live watch parties on Wednesday nights on Instagram at about 7.30pm Eastern, so there's plenty of opportunities to chat. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, dating star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks, everybody.
0: We cut to the pet cemetery. Ryan and Allison are filming a scene. He leads her into the graveyard, telling her it's the only way to stop the monster. He says they have to dig up his bones, and Allison. Starts saying her line, but can't remember the words. She turns toward the camera, and it's not Allison at all. Allison mm. has been <laughs> recast.
2: <laughs> it's great. I love it. I think they're supposed to try to trick you into thinking that
0: she got Ryan to help her.
1: Yeah, I thought for, for a minute it yeah. was, that's what it was.
0: And then it's yeah, not they, Allison at all. They kind of do that a lot. Because the story is the same trick. as the story. Ryan feeds her the lines, but as the girl starts to say them, she trips over a gravestone. Larry yells, cut! And he runs over to the actors, and the new girl says,
2: Larry! How am I supposed to act when you want me
1: to walk at the same time?
0: Don't worry, worry. Larry tells the new girl. She's wearing a horrible wig, by the way. Just have to say.
2: Everything about her. She's my favorite character. (laughs) She's pretty great. I
0: like her a lot. She is by far the best part of this episode.
2: I feel like she's probably based on a real actress, the writer knew. (laughs) Uh, She kind of looks like Amanda Bynes to me a little bit.
0: She definitely looks like Amanda Bynes when she's doing the, like, Amanda please. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I just want to remind you guys, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning right now, and I'm pretty confident that it's illegal to have
0: children out that late to do movie stuff, but... Yeah, but they don't care. No. Larry tells the new girl that she's doing fine. Much better than the last girl, uh, Andrea something. <laughs> Ryan goes, her name was Allison, Larry. Larry don't give a fuck.
2: Wasn't he at the hospital with her?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. She, she's no? the pro okay. lead of his movie. He should have yeah. spent months casting, auditioning, rehearsing, and shooting with this girl. I love it. And they got this, no, uh, this she gets hurt, in five
0: seconds. She gets hurt by their negligence, and she, he's like, oh, thank God we got rid of her.
2: I do like that Ryan sticks up for Allison, but I yeah. don't know if it's because he likes her or he just hates the new girl.
0: <laughs> A little of both, I think. Larry says that they have all the footage they need, and they're moving on.
2: All the footage when he I, screwed up the take.
0: I I wonder the know. same thing. I think he he is really just filming this by the seat of his pants. He doesn't know what he's doing.
2: I think Ed Wood look like uh <laughs> like a brilliant filmmaker.
0: They start packing up to move to a new location in the cemetery, and someone takes the time to bring Larry's sock monkey, who has its own director's chair. It's a little little callback to earlier. Love it. Love the sock monkey. At the new location, Larry tells the actors that this is where they finally dig up Fluffy's grave. Fluffy is the the movie monster. Yeah. He shouts, where's Fluffy's gravestone? And his assistant is like, it's right here, Larry. And it's like six feet away. He says, what's it doing over there? I thought I told you people I wanted it somewhere over here. His assistant, Sassily, says,
2: just tell us where you want it, Larry. And
0: Larry says, I want it right here. And the camera moves to the ground, where we see that he's pointing right at Rip's grave. We see someone swap the gravestones, and Larry starts to say, Action! But he doesn't get to finish, because Allison runs up yelling, Larry yells, Who said cut? Who said cut on my set? And Allison tells him that they've got to stop shooting. Larry goes, Or what? The crazy cat spirit will have us all for dinner. And everyone laughs at his hilarious joke. Yes, at the expense of this little girl. (laughs) All these grown-ups. This little girl that almost died due to them.
2: (laughs) You you need to stop filming or I'll tell the Actors Guild. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) She has no power here. This is Larry's set. (laughs) She could get this place shut down so quickly.
2: Burly guys, like, manhandle her away. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. This little girl that was hospitalized only like half an hour ago.
0: <laughs>
2: morphine surging through her blood. Her cat blood.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's carried out like a crazy person. And she's shouting, You don't understand! Rip will come back again! Larry goes back to his seat and says, Actors! And he shouts action. We see Ryan and fake Allison start to dig into Fluffy's grave. The girl says... How much further? And Ryan looks annoyed at her terrible acting and tells her, Just keep digging. Ryan hits the casket and fake Allison squeals in delight. <laughs> Ryan pulls out a wooden box and tells her, This is it. This is Fluffy. Ryan opens the casket and it's empty. Larry yells, Where are the bones? Cut! The assistant then tells him, Uh, hey, that's not our coffin. Oh, shit. And Larry says, then whose is it? And just then, the whole ground starts to shake. Everyone is shaking around, and fake Allison says, I am so out of here. Larry yells to his special effects guy, who tells him, It's not me, Larry. Like a fucking course it isn't. <laughs> and Larry is then like, Then what the heck was that?
2: You know, the special effects guy didn't cause an earthquake?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, my god. That's, it's ridiculous. And like, they. They clearly want us to think that this is Hollywood. Hollywood, California. And this guy's like, the ground's shaking. What is this? <laughs> Allison runs up and says, it was rip. Larry's like, oh, this fucking girl again. And it cuts to Ryan, who goes, I don't get paid enough for this. And then there's just a fucking huge explosion.
1: Yeah. And then we see where all the budget went into this episode. And it's in the form yeah. of a giant fucking explosion for no I gotta reason. Say,
0: it looks amazing, though.
1: Yeah, Ryan went all out for the last couple of episodes because we got that really nice explosion in Werewolf Skin Part 2 as well. And mm-hmm. uh, this episode, a couple explosions, spoilers.
0: Yeah, it delivers. The ground shakes some more and everybody starts running and screaming. Larry yells out, keep rolling, as he himself runs away. There's a couple more explosions and Allison runs to pick Ryan up off the ground and together they start running away. And we see a shot. Of Rip's grave on fire, and Rip's giant head is superimposed on the night sky above it. And I gotta say, guys, it looks fucking awesome. I love. I, <laughs> I think love it looks great shot.
1: too, but why though?
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but it like makes a great VHS cover. We cut to commercial, and then when we come back, Allison and Ryan are running down a street, a familiar street, apparently the only street in Southern California. <laughs> They're at Crystal's house.
2: The city is basically just a pet cemetery, Crystal's house, a sound studio, and a hospital on one street.
1: Yep.
0: (laughs) Yep. All conveniently next to each other. Crystal herself is outside yelling for Allison to follow her into the house where they'll be safe.
2: This 8-year-old girl is up at like 3 (laughs) a.m.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's gotta be so late at this point. Ryan runs in saying, I gotta call my agent. Inside the house, Crystal says, This way. Mom will help you. Ryan is confused, but Allison tells him, She's a scientist. And Ryan what? goes, "Oh, Of course she is. They go into the dark basement, which has been converted into a very low-budget-looking laboratory. Allison calls out into the darkness, We need your help. It's about Rip. <laughs> Crystal's mom's voice says, Oh, I know all about Rip. And then she steps out of the dark oh looking like a mutated cat human hybrid. This makeup <laughs> It looks mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Uh,
2: like 1960s um, Star Trek alien.
0: I think it's incredible. It's very toxic Avenger. <laughs>
2: yeah to
0: me yeah it's uh, uh, it, it's great. <laughs> awesome. I think it actually does look like pretty good on a technical level. But it's also just disgusting to look at, and the problem yeah. is like she has one human eye, which is normal human eye sized, and then she has one cat eye, which in proportion to her face is like tennis ball sized. Yeah, it's like a and big. And it looks fucking eye. weird.
2: And of course, that doesn't blink or anything or move. Of course not.
1: No, for sure. She's also got one like claw arm and one regular people arm. She's a whole hodgepodge. I like it.
2: It's unique. (laughs) It's also at this point that I realized that the fact that the movie they're making is about a demonic cat is a 100% coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, right? Yeah. kind of thinking that was going to be important or play into it or anything at all. Not not, in the slightest.
0: No. They're just making a movie based on a book. That the episode that we're watching is also based on. So many layers. Crystal's mom says, you might say, we're old friends. Talking about Rip. And Allison and Ryan try to run now. But up the stairs, you can see the silhouette of Rip. And mom yells, they're here for you, Rip. Allison is like, what the fuck, you guys? And Crystal tells her, you ran him over, Allison. You owe him. Oh my god. (laughs)
2: Crystal and the mom are evil at this point. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they're evil. Mom says that she didn't mean to hurt anyone. She was trying to find a cure for a deadly virus, which is the, the flu, I guess, according to the newspaper. Which is technically the truth, uh, but come on. Yeah. She says that she used cats because the immune system is so close to humans. Is it though? <laughs>
2: Like, yeah, I,
0: I don't know enough to say that that's definitely not true, but I don't think it is. I think she might be just Monkeys stupid. are closer
2: to us than, like, anything else. <laughs> Monkeys, what's that?
0: <laughs> I only know about cats. <laughs> Mom says all the experiments failed, except with Rip, who just turned into a monster. And she says he's not even really a cat anymore, but he just kept coming back anyway. What is he, uh... Monster? Uh, oh. he's a Rip. Okay, alright. Each time that Rip would come back, he'd give her a little scratch. And each time, she became a little more like him. She says that Rip wanted Crystal, but she told Rip that he can't have her. They had a, They sat down, they had a nice conversation. <laughs> yeah, they negotiated. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna scratch you. And she was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, while all this conversation is happening... An exposition is being dumped. Rip is still just at the top of the stairs, kind of shaking, going... For like five minutes. Ryan says, so you're out of life now, and that's why you need us. My agent is never going to go for this. Mom yells, all right, Rip, they're ready for you. Allison is like, no, but mom tells her it doesn't hurt. His scratches are deep, but they don't bleed. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> but Ryan says, like, very disgusted. He's like, and then we end up looking like you? Mom tells him, it's not so bad. You get used to it after a while. It's actually pretty dope. It's, it's, it's all right looking hideous.
2: Then why don't they just keep rip around and, and feed on mom?
0: She said she's out of life, I think. Didn't she? Yeah, she's, like, out of life force, I guess, even though she's she's know, still alive and not fully cat yet so there's still some people essence in her she apologizes and then walks up the stairs where rip is still just waiting patiently oh my god
2: for an evil monster that's been hunting allison down he's fine just sort of just chilling chilling in the
0: other room yeah he's watching pbs
1: <laughs> look arthur's <laughs>
0: on okay <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning allison and ryan immediately start looking for a way out they try the windows, but they have bars on them. And Ryan goes, now I know how mice feel. Uh-huh. Okay, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, what a convenient thing to say. That gives Allison an idea. She tells Ryan to distract Rip. He doesn't know what she means, and she tells him, you're an actor. Improvise. Those are very different skill sets. Ryan stands up and yells, Rip! And then he sees the Rip puppet has finally made its way down half the stairs and his face changes, and then he's all, "Hey, Rip. Uh, so do you like, uh, like Shakespeare?" Yeah, well so what's the hubba? <laughs> we see the, the like the Rip puppet kind of more clearly than we've seen it before. And like, Rip is kind of ripped. Like, oh yeah, he's the, jacked. The, the, the pun there, but yeah, he's like a buff fucking mutant cat. He's got what a six pack, is like, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I bet. He's been working out, man. He's got people muscles now. It's from from mom. Mom. (laughs) She used to be fucking buff as hell. Now she's cat-like.
2: He took my (laughs) six-pack.
0: Rip absorbed all of her gym days. I don't know. Ryan starts spitting some Hamlet. Meanwhile, Allison grabs a vial of some green goo from Crystal's mom's shabby science lab. And she pours it into the Chekhov's mouse that she stuffed into her pocket in the last episode. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. What I don't get is that
2: the the scientist who created this serum didn't mm-hmm. and tried to kill Rip. They didn't think to use the serum. No. Rip Rip absorbed that She's part dumb. of her brain,
1: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Got her six pack and her intelligence or something.
2: Alison literally just like grabs whatever glowing liquid she getting, and it's like, this'll do it, sure. Yeah,
0: she has no idea what that is. That could be Gatorade, and she's just like, this'll kill Rip. The steroids.
2: She's gonna give him an eight-pack.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Goddamn. He can only get so powerful.
2: It's just fresh human souls. You
0: know? <laughs> Ryan starts stumbling over lines, repeating, that is the question. That is the question? The Rip Puppet which, it, for some reason, is like wet. It just meows. Allison comes up and says, Hey, Rip, look, a mouse. She sets the thing down, and it turns out it's one of those wind up things, and then it starts moving when she sets it down. Rip finds this irresistible, and he goes for the trap. Allison and Ryan take this as their cue to leave, but before they can go, Rip's tiny little hand grabs Ryan's pant leg. <laughs> and Rip is just too powerful, and Ryan can't <laughs> shake him. <laughs> But then Rip suddenly starts coughing and spitting out smoke, and Ryan says he's gonna blow. They close the basement door, and there's an explosion, shaking the house. Smoke starts pouring through the cracks in the door. Must be the um, effects guys fault. Absolutely. It's not me, Larry. I literally do nothing. <laughs> I have one line this episode. Allison goes your leg, and she lifts Ryan's pant leg, but there's nothing there. Oh, my leg. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no
1: scratches though which isn't that unusual because allison didn't have any scratches but
0: right whatever we'll ignore it allison starts reaching for the basement door and ryan's like what are you doing and she says she's just got to see what's the hubbub. <laughs> it's
1: nice though because it does like mirror the beginning of the episode where josh you know in the movie was like i have to find i gotta know i just gotta know if he's dead or not yeah Is that
0: intentional? Probably. Probably not. What? (laughs) The basement is all smoky, and she finds the mouse toy at the bottom of the stairs, but no rip. With that, she declares the whole thing over. (laughs) Ryan looks off to the side and sees someone standing there. The camera zooms in on a woman standing in shadow. Then she steps into the light, and it's Crystal's mom. She is tough as hell. Human now.
2: (laughs) She's got her six pack. Her muscles back. (laughs) You guys want to go to the gym?
0: (laughs) She thanks Allison and Ryan, who smile and nod, and then we kind of pull back, and we see that this scene that we've been watching is on a TV. The camera spins around, and Allison and Ryan are watching this with Crystal and her mom. And, like, Crystal looks different now. She's dressed like a person instead of a weird ghost girl like she was before. Yeah. I didn't even recognize her at first. Crystal says, Now that's the perfect way to break in a new TV. Ryan offers to get everyone some popcorn. And Allison offers to get some soda. Yes, now that the movie's done. (laughs) let's do eat your (laughs) snacks once it's over. (laughs) Crystal says, Not only are they good actors... They're great hosts. In our home. <laughs> yeah, what the hell?
2: Where are they? I don't know what the word host means. Allison
0: and Ryan's household? They're married? I don't know. Oh, what the fuck is going on? Whatever. It's definitely a Crystal's house because it's yeah. her TV.
2: Exactly, yeah. Well, whatever. Mom didn't have a TV. She wanted she to break
0: in her new 1998
2: TV. But they only tell lies, but she's okay with this host. Cheap-ass
1: movie. I don't know. Rip was the one. Rip influenced her mind. and was like, the TV lies, it's fake news. And she was like, it's fake news, sorry, can't have a TV. (laughs) Oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah, that was brought up before. And now
0: that she's got her six-pack back, (laughs) she wants to watch TV. Allison goes into the kitchen and tells Ryan, the only thing I didn't like about that movie is it didn't have a twist ending. I hate that. She must hate most uh, movies.
2: <laughs> a lot of horror movies do, but but also a lot don't
0: <laughs> eh, whatever, <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Ryan isn't really listening. He picks up a live mouse from somewhere and he just shoves that shit into his mouth, slurping that tail like spaghetti. He says, "I love a good twist ending," <laughs> and he smiles. <laughs> And that's the end of Cry of the Cat. What the hell? What what is this ending? He's turning into Rip, right? This the movie they were watching on the TV show was the scene from the episode we were watching. Where is the cutoff <laughs> in this? What is real and what's in the movie that they made?
2: Cut to them like on the TV, just like smiling, with the end coming over it. I think that shot was the only shot from the movie.
0: Okay. So they just like recreated. Well, because they were wearing their clothes. Like Ryan's
2: wearing his costume. Yeah. So the end of Cry the Cat has a shot of like him with her. So I guess they recast her, re recasted her. I
1: don't know. It's a mess. <laughs> it's a, a terrible mess. movie. <laughs> I have a question, you guys. So when Allison hits Rip with the bike and he, he dies, that's why she couldn't find mm-hmm. him. Did he get resurrected at the graveyard every single time he dies?
0: He must.
1: Did he, he... disappears now? When she hits Rip with the bedpan, he also disappears. Was did he mm-hmm. die from that bedpan then? I think so. All right. Well, wait a second. Count that, uh... no. Wait.
0: guess
1: No. Bedpans are the most dangerous thing. That's definitely the moral of the story.
0: What <laughs> <laughs> <I mean, laughs> do you think about it? Hit a cat in the head with one really hard. Probably. You could probably kill a cat with a with a bedpan. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna say yes, you can kill a cat with a bedpan. Alright, um, this episode was silly. It's something. Fuck, it's, like it's something. It it had some cool shots, and it had some funny parts with the fake Allison, but it did not need to exist, and it would have been better if it was in the hospital. Yeah. They just yeah. had a showdown.
2: At least the twist ending tells us how Corey Sevier got his six-pack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a beefcake as of Rip. All thanks to this one episode. Launched his career into uh, Christmas stardom. Setting in the hospital
2: would have been better. Having anything to do with the movie would have been great.
0: The movie they're making in this episode is based on, like, the best-selling book in the country, the agent says. Yeah. So why is this whole movie shoot so fucking low-budget and terrible? It's so bad. It would be like if be like if they were like, all right, we're turning Harry Potter into a movie, and it's just like this fucking sci-fi original <laughs> show. I don't know. It's It's dumb. But also, how the hell would this book be popular? It's so stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of badly written books that are popular. Yeah, I guess you're right.
1: I have to say, out of all of the Goosebumps episodes that are based on books... I think this is the one that I want to know the differences of the most because I can't see this being anywhere close to the book.
2: No. Like the synopsis I read is Allison and Ryan are, you know, friends, go to the same high school, they're best friends and they're in the school musical. So so there is an acting element. Okay. But then there's none of like the filming a movie stuff at all.
0: So none of the interesting stuff. Got it.
2: Right. (laughs) She like runs over and beheads a cat and
0: okay.
2: Shit. And the whole pet cemetery thing, Rip like controls all the dead, there's like a a horde of dead zombie cats.
1: Oh, that sounds dope. Okay.
2: That sounds way better. And they end up defeating him by like throwing that mouse into the horde and all the cats like kill each other over it.
0: Yeah, I could see why they couldn't adapt that to the episode. Yeah, that'd be expensive. All right, well, we're going to move on a little bit. The cast is mostly the same in this episode, but there are a couple of new faces. So first of all, we have Crystal's mom, who is played by Kate Hennig, and she's got 23 credits on IMDb, but she doesn't have a profile picture. Yeah, she should fix that. Her first role was in 1998, The Taming of the Shrew TV movie. She was also in Bomb Girls, which is a show I've never heard of. (laughs) Okay. A Taste of Shakespeare, which I assume is just Ryan riffing on scenes.
2: (laughs) Improving.
0: And her most recent role was from This Year, where she was in a movie called Delia's Gone. Never heard of it. Where is she? Ah, she's out of here, man. All right. The only other new character really that matters is Fake Allison, who I guess her name is Eve in the movie. Sure. Um. Yeah, she's played by Diana Salvatore, who was actually in Goosebumps before. She played Tasha's friend in Calling All Creeps, which must have been a very tiny role. I don't even remember that. She was also in an episode of Skins and a few episodes of Orphan Black. I love Orphan Black. Oh, well, she was Bobby. Yeah, remember? <laughs> in, in like five episodes. <laughs> Spanning from 2013 <laughs> to 2017. So it's like this is a recurring character. Bobby? uh no clue there was nobody who looks like Amanda Bynes in Orphan Black
2: I mean Amanda Bynes was in it but
0: <laughs> but other than that
2: <laughs> but she didn't even look like herself
0: all right well that is the cast of Cry of the Cat uh what would you guys say is the moral of this this whole tale hmm. don't kill cats so yeah pretty good one don't do science. Don't try to cure diseases.
1: No, it always backfires. Uh, don't try to cure the flu or anything. Common cold. Don't do it.
2: Don't
0: be an actor.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't
2: work
0: with kids.
2: is what Don't I work know. with Larry.
0: Yeah, t- <laughs> definitely. He should be blacklisted as a very dangerous set.
2: If you're a child actor,
0: make sure there are safety officers on the set.
1: If you're a nurse and somebody's being annoying, just
0: sedate them. <laughs> just jab them with whatever.
2: If you're a nurse walking down a hallway, look both ways. <laughs> <laughs> she was out of her way not to look at Allison. Yeah,
0: she yeah. looks everywhere except talking Allison. to the doctor behind her, but still facing forward. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well move on from that uh cry of the cat is a title i guess it's about a cat cries a little bit Mm -hmm. what would be a better name for this episode though i got the perfect name the cat's meow yeah yeah i don't know that that's one.
1: whatever you guys know this episode (laughs) is cat's meow (laughs) yeah it's a cat's pajamas. It's very of the rat puppet? That, that puppet looked an, everything except for a cat. It looked
2: like any other creature. I love that you just kept calling him the rip puppet
0: <laughs> Yeah, it, it's very clearly a puppet. Uh, how about Buff Cat Weak Mom? Cat Scratch Fever. Yeah, I mean, literally.
2: Cat Scratch Fever Literally? That would
0: be a yeah, good title. Cat Scratch
2: Fever. I'd be Comma, good with it. Literally.
1: <laughs> I'd read that book. It'd be a New <laughs> York Times bestseller.
0: Oh, they'd adapt that into a movie. Sorry, Eve. All right, moving on. We are done with Cry of the Cat. That's over. Now, Cortland. Yeah. We're going to be back next week to talk about a little episode called Deep Trouble. I know this one has a cover. Uh, Here's I'd... the thing about this episode, Cortland. Okay. This episode is actually based on Deep Trouble 2. Oh god. Why? Okay. Well uh, look they did it again. How
1: about I look at both covers because Deep Trouble Well 1's the cover, cover of Deep Trouble is cool and the cover of Deep Trouble Two is dumb. Let's look at Deep Trouble One first. So this this mm-hmm. cover is fucking awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. The color scheme is really great. Uh that's nice blue with the you know, the yellow background. It's got a hammerhead shark on it. My favorite shark. Uh looks really menacing. There's a kid swimming there with his little flippers on. Uh it looks great. I love I love the coral cuz it's got coral in there and it's it's great. Just when you thought it was safe. Isn't that one What's the tagline for Jaws? That's what Jaws is. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh Deep Trouble 2, however.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, I yep. still describe uh, this one.
1: It's still underwater, so I do love it. I love underwater stuff. Instead of an awesome fucking hammerhead shark, we have like this derpy looking piranha. <laughs> goldfish looking shit just kind of looking at us (sighs) really dumb what's this tagline say i can't read it from this picture hold on something's fishy again (laughs) okay well that's lazy
0: (laughs) yeah so that's dumb but the story we've got is based on this cover so what do you think it's gonna be
1: well funny thing is i've never uh, Like, I didn't read a lot of Goosebumps books growing up, but Deep Trouble is one that I did actually read. Because how can you not? It's got a fucking hammerhead shark on the cover. Like, that is clickbait for 90s kids, you know? But I did not read Deep Trouble (laughs) 2. So. It's going to be about a derpy piranha, I guess.
2: (laughs) The rip of the sea.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, this kid goes to the pet store and he is in love with this derpy-looking goldfish-piranha hybrid. And he takes it home, and uh, and they live together, and it's really, it's a love story, actually. And the
0: goldfish steals his muscles.
1: <laughs> yeah. Turns him into a do- goldfish. It gets him before he t- dead. it. Dude, I don't know. It's going to be some fucking laboratory in the ocean, and the kid's going to be swimming, and there's piranhas. It's- I don't know. It's the last episode, though, so I guess it's probably going to be the best, right? Yeah. That's how that works. Of course.
0: They go out with a bang. Oh the boy. episode uh, was so good that they canceled it. They're like, you can't top this.
1: <laughs> it's so good it ended Goosebumps.
0: All right, so that's next week. Uh, we're done here for now, talking about Cry of the Cat. Troy, thank you so much for being here for two parts. It's a lot to ask.
1: Devoting two weekends uh, to us. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Well,
0: I mean, it's not the whole weekend. Uh, I mean, no, it's true, but... You gotta <laughs> stay here and keep talking about Crying the Cat. Yeah,
2: what, what the audience doesn't know is you keep me chained up for the rest of the weekend
0: in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corlin well. edits a lot out for the final product.
2: There's a lot of screams you guys don't hear. Cat <laughs> <laughs> prodding. Say something funny, you asshole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, my pleasure... <laughs>
0: Troy, is there anything you want the people out there to know about? No. No what? plugs? No no podcasts
2: that you Nothing. do,
0: Troy? Nothing. All right. Thank you again for being on the show, Troy. Uh, it's a pleasure, as always. I have been up all night. I cannot wait to go to sleep. I'll talk to you next week, Cortland, for Deep Trouble. Is
2: Deep that what it's Trouble. called? I already forgot. Yep.
0: yep, Deep Trouble. All right. Deep Trouble. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.